a book about cycling without any bicycle in it. Hello everybody and welcome to Brunvagonia, weekly dose of bicycle, bicycle people, bicycle stories and a lot of cool things as usual. I want to remember you my contacts. Instagram.com slash calamarocc, Instagram, contact me there, whatever. I hope that nobody of you will receive any more deep fried fish on their mailbox of Instagram from myself. Twitter.com slash read calamaro, another cool, another cool thing, another social media, that's the word. Another social media of mine, they're all written stuff or whatever. I was just writing with uh, Reese about the quality of the coffee of the Rafa Cycling Club here in Berlin. Come on, guys, let's talk about it in a bit. Tell me, give me your feedback about the coffee that they are serving at the cycling club in the Rafa store in all the city of the world. I think it's not the best quality coffee that you can get. It's probably too sour for my Italian mouth taste and uh, um, let's say a bit burned sometimes I don't know I don't know I find for example the coffee of MA13 in Mallorca is way better and also here in Berlin I can find some other places where the coffee is better but I don't, just would love to have your feedback. I can understand that I will receive a lot of feedback like the Reese one the, the one of Reese saying okay it's not the perfect one I don't know it never said that uh, let's say okay but it's for free it's for free for the people that subscribe to the Rafa Cycle Club, so okay. But anyways, good coffee can also be paid, especially if you're in Italy. One coffee costs one euro and it's amazingly tasked. But that's another point. But give me the feedback on the coffee of the Rafa store all over the world because I want to know more about your thing. So you can contact me on Instagram, I said already. Twitter, twitter.com slash calamaro, I said it already. Or hello at calamaro.cc, that's my email. Otherwise, you need to go to, ah no, Facebook, facebook.com slash calamaro.cc, you can also find me there. Also, another thing that I wanted to tell you is that you have to go to Apple Podcasts podcast and write broom wagon and share this episode with your friends for example with your favorite barista or whatever if you find somebody that have a good coffee then you have to suggest them this podcast is great or you can also go to Spreaker, spreaker.com slash listen calamaro and uh, yeah get send me your feedback and uh, everything over there and then thanks to wahoo as usual thanks to isador i didn't ride the bicycle in the last 10 days because two weeks ago i have to tell you this story uh two fridays ago I actually was fixing, uh, tried to take out the pedals because of the Rafa store here in Berlin was the Rafa Canyon day. And I was, I booked at that point a Canyon Aeroad 9 uh, CLSFX, the one with disc brakes with uh, red D-tap, whatever. I was freaking excited to ride that bicycle the day after on Saturday. So I was taking out the pedal from my hammer. I was taking out the pedal from my hammer and because they were too tight, I tried to lose them down and losing them down, I put too much strength on my left hand and I smashed completely the big ring of the hammer. Result, some stitches in my hand, all the night passed by at the hospital and no canyon bicycle ridden for me and test for them for me and i was super upset that i could not ride that amazing canyon it will happen for somewhere and maybe at a certain point but i'm so disappointed it was a dream for me to ride that bicycle also because i'm thinking about buying one of those 
is gonna happen again, hopefully, don't know what a shame it was next time, but right now it's everything, I am always okay, almost okay, I'm going, while you are right, listening to this podcast, probably also my stitches are gonna, be, are gonna be off, and I can start again riding the bicycle, even just for commuting. This means, okay, I didn't ride my bicycle, I didn't use so my Isador kit and my Wahoo cycle computer, but I know that they are there and I will start again riding the bicycle in this week. It's not gonna be any, any, any problem. Uh, this week uh, interview is gonna f- be focused on photography as well, you're gonna know something more in one second. Another thing that I want to do, I'm gonna link down in the description below an amazing video, hopefully still gonna be live somewhere, because I think it was just a time uh, schedule thing just for some days. Uh, but this amazing video on the motivation that people... Oh, is the name? Wait a second. I'm checking it right now. Sorry for the confusion. I'm not gonna pull down the record button. I think I can entertain you. Anyways, so youtube.com. This video was linked by my friend Bregan. You should know him. I interviewed him some months ago. And it's a video about an amazing gravel race that is around here you go and amazing gravel race the most important one so the the name of the video is project j is product sorry product y is gonna project ah i can say it project y is gonna be linked down in the description and is actually the headline is uh-huh, 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 why humans do things that sucks and the main topic of this why cyclists do the dirty Kansa 200 it's really interesting there are some uh, it's a documentary style they are talking with people that are gonna take uh, the dirty Kansa dirty Kansa that was last weekend around and uh, some interviews some interviews with specialists some interviews with the riders and also some shootings also during the ride guys check it it's really good it's 40 minutes but take some times and you will really understand why we do things that sucks and do all this pain is something that sucks. And that's the topic that also we're gonna talk together with my guest today. The guest is Leon Van Bon, and uh, he's a Dutch guy. He was a professional cyclist for 15, 10, 15 years. He won also a couple of stages of Tour de France. Uh, He was several times, three times as I remember, also Dutch national champion. And uh, he was a champion, actually a rider in the truck in the velodrome and also on the in the ra- in the races on the road cycling and everything and now it became a pro photographer so it tried to transpone everything from the cycling world to the photography world is specialized on obviously um, cycling photography and everything and you can see and his last book let's start from this his last and also the first is underlined under in, in our conversation is for the love of my bike. You will understand a bit more why we all love bicycle and which one is is feeling our feeling on the love of the bike. Sit comfortably and take a beer, take a tea, take a shower and another amazing day talking about bicycles and talking about not only cycling world and cycling passion or whatever but also about photography content production but probably i'm gonna go too far because today i'm here in a great company i'm here with leon van bon yes hello yes happy to be here 
Thank you for having me. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. When I can talk such with such legend of bicycle world here around, and uh, especially when I see all the times around in the Instagram, in videos, and uh, in presentation, in Twitter, or whatever, all your picture, I at a certain point, I said, you know what? I need to have Leon on my podcast. It's the perfect situation here. Well, here I am. Yeah. Amazing. I think that anybody, eh, almost everybody knows you, but Leon, if you can give us a bit something like concentrate presentation of yourself would be amazing yes i'm um, 46 years old at the moment i'm i'm a professional photographer but before that i was a professional cyclist yeah. for a long time i started in uh, 94 as a pro rider till um, well 2013 and uh, i did pretty well i won two stages in the tour two times a national champion and some other stuff. I like cycling a lot and uh, well, that's one of the reasons I stay in cycling and now I'm a cycling photographer mostly. Yeah, you were mentioning a bit of your success, so a couple of stages in the Tour de France and then uh, some of your national titles and then you were third, as I remember, at the World Championship. How is the name, actually? The World Race or whatever? World Championships, and, uh, yes. Yeah, World Championship is the name. Cool. In, uh, <laughs> in San Sebastian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I correct if I'm saying that probably the winner was an Italian? Was it? No, no, it was a French guy. It was a Rochard. Ah, it's true. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Sebastian. It's true. It's true. And uh, yeah, so it was 15 years, stuff like this, a professional career. But I know, I think that you remember one particular race of your career if you have to say okay the most challenging thing the best one or the one that i will remember forever it was na 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 of roof which one is your, the race in your career that you remember the most uh, i don't know there are a lot of lot of races and a lot of um, happy things and and maybe uh, tough things happening in in a career but um well the, i think the most exciting one was uh, winning the first uh, tour states because it's uh, something you dream of and you think you can do and you're really convinced you can do it but it's it's a different feeling when you actually do it and um, I, yeah then I was a young guy and and was one of the first times I was in the, on the big podium and yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Which one was the, the stage that you won? It was the stage to uh, Poe. Okay, okay. So it was a flat stage, really, really hot, uh, fast race. I think we were in the breakaway of 20 in the beginning. Wow. And at the end, we were only with four left, and we sprinted, and Jens Vogt was uh, second. <laughs> okay, okay. Just because you know that I'm talking from Berlin, that's why you mentioned yeah, Jens Vogt yeah, there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Yeah, um, maybe just a question. How would you define in modern terms your uh, typology of cyclists? Um, I don't know, uh, ruler or puncher or breakaway well, I was, specialist, I was not, sprinter? I was not really good in the mountains, so um, mm -hmm. I was more like a classic rider. Like yeah. a, a classic, classic rider. <laughs> okay. And, um I'm uh, till till um, well Tour of Flanders was okay for me, but um, not much more hills. 
Okay, so you were actually your favorite trades were happening in the spring then, let's say. Uh, yeah, spring, but also the Tour de France was one of my favorite races. Although I'm not great in finishing the tour, but I was. Uh, it was always a pleasure to be there because it's a yeah, it's an exciting race and big race and good to to race. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you took part of ten Tour de France. Yes, and only finished three. So that's. That's uh that's the part I I'm I was not really good at. Uh yeah. three week stage race with big mountains was not my my cup of tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe super ice cold riding and uh, yeah, I can understand. And the mountains is always challenging. But it's the challenging part that we all like. So but yeah, not everybody can see it can be Anson of finishing twenty, I think. Twenty Grand Tour in a row now. That's insane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's really insane. Yeah, that's insane, yes. That's the right word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna take part also of the Tour de France, so let's see. Yeah. <laughs> How can reach actually he ride actually can uh yeah, raise the bar, continue doing it. Let's see. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I was reading around. Actually, you were uh, describing yourself as a classic rider, classic, classic rider. I really like this definition. And But I was reading around and I was seeing that your favorite race, so your favorite race to take part was the Paris-Roubaix. Tell me more about it. What, what? Because everybody can see, everybody of us can see it. How magic is this race? Yeah, close to the other ones. But you did participate to that many times. Why do you think this race is so magic? How did you like so much? Yeah, because it's um, it suited me. That's that's one thing that that makes you like a race. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it was one of the heroic races, I think. It's uh, especially in the first years, it felt like it was an adventure to ride that race and to finish the race, and. Um, and I think it's a really outside of the, the the bad luck you can have. It's a really fair race, so the strong strongest rider will win. Or mm -hmm. it's it's a kind of tactical, but it's a uh, yeah. I like it. It's you see you see great things happening in the race. Early attacks, uh, uh, early attack stays away, but also long long solo rides of. Uh, of the winner and stuff like that. I like it a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we remember also a lot of great winners over there with huge solo action. I don't know, yes. Tom Bonin, for example. I remember when he made this breakaway of 50 kilometers, maybe 60, don't remember precisely. And uh, yeah, all the attacks of Fabia Cancellara and also this year, the amazing attack of the two guys there with... Peter Sagan winning in the velodrome. Yeah, I can understand why it's magic. Yes, and uh, you don't see that a lot in other races. No, it's something really, it's something really special because there are no mountains there. But still, I think that at the end, your legs hearts like it was, I don't know, an alpine ride or stage or whatever, just because it's so technical and cobblestones are brutal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I, actually, I I was on the cobblestones last week to to reckon the the ra the the stage nine of the tour. Uh huh. And then I was thinking, well, this is it's not normal to race on this kind of stones. And when I'm training on it, I always think it's crazy to race on these things. But 
when I'm racing, I feel it's the best thing. So it's a um, completely different uh, mindset. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Because you're still riding your bicycle, don't you? Yes, yes. Not uh, not enough, I think. But uh, never enough for us. <laughs> uh, but but I'm I'm testing uh, I'm testing bikes for a magazine every month. I got a different bike, so it's um, I'm I'm uh, lucky to have a new bike every month, and it's really okay. pleasure to do that. And and therefore, I need to have some kind of shape, and not the bike testing me, but I'm testing the bike. So. Okay, okay, okay. And where do you usually ride? Which are the kind of segments that you usually ride right now after, I know, already in your really pro career, whatever you were doing, I think something like 50,000 kilometers every year or stuff like this. Right now is a bit more controlled, but you have something like a playground where you're usually testing the bicycle that companies gives you or that you prefer to ride to keep on your shape. Which one is your favorite playground there? Well, uh, most of the time I just ride in the Netherlands and... Uh near my house mm -hmm. and it's in at the seaside and it's it's nice but it's uh, mostly flat so when i got a i got a, a climbing bike then i try to get some hills and it could be somewhere in germany or or in the south of holland or maybe belgium in the ardennes and and i always take my bike when i go somewhere uh in in um this month i'm in on the month month for two one day and i was on the cobblestones of the tour so i do different stuff and uh well i uh, mostly i like the diverse things i don't like to be on the same place all the time so i like to explore and find out new roads and special places Okay, okay, makes sense. And you were saying that you were actually making a recon on the Pave stage of the Tour de France. You're also making this recon for the magazine that you were talking about? Yes, yes. Of Okay, which one is the magazine, if I can ask you? It's a uh, Fitz. Okay. It's it's uh, Dutch, and it's also, uh, they also have the pro cycling, um, the Dutch version in their, uh, in their well, uh, portfolio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it yeah, could yeah. be for okay. feet and maybe it's for pro cycling. I don't know. Okay, 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 great. I'm gonna put anyways the uh, the links here down in the description. I'm gonna ask you later on to give me everything so everybody, all the Dutch people outside can read your article and can have a look to your content. Or maybe people like me that don't know how to read Dutch, they can. We can just use Google Translate and it's fine. And uh, yeah. Um, we were talking about yeah your already your transition from pro cycling to magazines you are you said you're a professional photographer tell us a bit more of that how did it happen well at one point you you stop as a cyclist and um, well actually I, I started at the beginning and I was a young boy like 17 years old and I was doing the world championships in uh, Moscow and then there was a boy sitting outside and the, he was selling some Russian stuff uh, and it was a fur hat and uh, I bought a fur hat and a Russian flag and also a camera so that was my first camera ever and I started to use it and playing around with it and making some uh, uh, blow-ups from from different stuffs and uh, just playing around and then then i got uh, become pro rider and at that point uh taking pictures when you're around somewhere was just for a holiday and uh if you bring your camera to training camp 
I maybe I got fired for that. Okay. So I, I stopped using my yeah well the, it was a perception that you're really on holiday at that moment when you use your camera it's totally different than what's happening now because it's like uh, branding yourself and and but at that point it was totally different so i stopped using my camera and i was just focusing on racing and i forget about it a little bit and then at one point my uh, two daughters uh, got born and yeah, then I bought a camera again, and with the, not with the idea to to become a photographer, but more with the idea just to have some pictures of the kids when uh, when they grow up. Makes sense. And then and then I start to get exciting again. And before I stopped racing, I had a photo studio at home and and with the professional lighting, and I had a good camera and all the stuff. So at one point, when you have to think about what you're gonna do when you stop, for me. Yeah, for me, it was a kind of logical thing to try to make a hobby for a second time my profession. So I I was thinking about it. I went to the Tour de France with some, some journalists uh, to, to find out if it was something for me. And then at one point, I just decided to go for it. Wow, it's an amazing story. And I really like actually the time that you said, OK, I was able for the second time to make my passion my profession yes and that's a great thing and um, also because you are a pro uh, photographer mostly dedicated to cycling words yes how do you live differently than the pro cycling aspect of your career ended right now and the cycling pro photographer career that you have what do you have in common what what did what did you learn in pro cycling career that you are applying right now also in the photography career? You have difficult questions, huh? Ah, uh, uh, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, I think um, dedication and 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 moving around in the world and not be scared of going anywhere. Amazing. It's something that you you learn when you're a cyclist because you're everywhere and you just you you know a lot about the world or especially the world where cycling is happening. And well, I feel comfortable to travel anywhere. It's no problem for me. And that's something uh, that's uh, important. But also like, but I don't know if it's because of cycling or it's just a character point of me that you're focused to do something good and try to do the best as you can. Yeah, yeah. This is, I think, is kind of a talent that you have. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on things and do it at your max. Be, yes. That's really a talented thing, yeah. And another question, I hope is not going to be too difficult, this one as well, uh, but... I was talking some time ago with Neil Rogers, he's a journalist, American journalist, and he was telling me, everybody talks about how exhausting it is for a pro rider to finish the Tour de France, but nobody says how exhausting it is also Tour de France for journalists or photographer people that are following the peloton. I can understand that these are two different um, tiring and exhausting tasks, but would you define at the same level the effort that you put on uh, riding the Tour de France and following it as a journalist? Or you think one is more than the other in terms of tiring and fatigue? I think um, 
as a journalist, you or for me as a photographer, it's harder. Okay, uh, so same thing. Okay, but it's it's kind of different, and and you are I'm I'm learning in that. Uh, I, first, I explain why because you're um, you're some points you're so tired, but you you have to go on. But as a cyclist, there is a something like a time limit. So when I'm too tired. I will be dropped and I'm outside the time limit and I'm home. And there is no time limit for journalists. So when you're tired and you're a little bit slower, it doesn't really matter. You still have to do your job. It just takes longer and you have less sleep. So it's not working really well. So is, there's not a plan B, let's say. You cannot jump in the car. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm actually in a car, but... Exactly. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a learning curve as well for a, for a photographer like me, because I think I'm doing better right now than in, in the first years I was doing it, because then there's so much in the tour. You can, do, you can work as a photographer all day, uh, 24 hours, no problem. So you have to make choices. And in the beginning, it's hard to say no. Uh, now you learn how to balance your, your workload and to, to find out uh, some points when you can take a little rest and you need to take it. And that's, uh, I think it's uh, a matter of learning and making decisions for yourself. And it's getting better and better. And actually the last, year or last two years i actually feel really good the whole tour and it's uh I, i'm becoming a world tour uh, for a grand tour photographer now <laughs> instead of uh instead of um just trying and doing all the time or everything you can yeah, yeah 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 no i was thinking while you were talking that yeah there is no plan b you have to continue and making your picture, whatever. We have to invent something like a broom wagon for photographer or journalist. Yeah, something or like that. Something like amazing and super strong coffee for everybody who is really tired following no, the, the, what, the... What I mean is, like, you can you can make your own stages as a photographer. You can yeah. decide, oh, today I don't do uh, the start. Ah, uh, yeah, makes sense, I, okay. So you can, you can create your own stages and... Uh, be sure that you take care of yourself because it's three weeks long so you have to be and and when you do it well you are this have the same focus after three weeks than you have in the in the beginning yeah 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 um yeah i can understand really sharp question here do you have time during you during your following the a ground tour do you have time also to ride your bicycle or you are all dedicated to your pictures uh, well i took my bike three years with me okay and i rode on it once <laughs> in three years in three years so then i decided not to bring one and i br now i bring my brompton okay and that i use for uh for riding or sometimes I explore the area but then I put the car down and I ride around with the Brompton to see where I can take a picture and a lot of times I use it to go from the press room to the finish because it's a lot of times it's like one and a half kilometer walking and every day doing a lot of stuff it helps also to to control your fatigue so it's a uh, that's the only thing I do on the bike. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. You don't want to do anything more, so. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Still talking about your 
career as a photographer, you just launched, I think last month, two months ago, now I don't remember, sorry, your last book. So the release of your last book, book. Name, your holy book, your first, me, ah, so your first then better. Yes. <laughs> uh, the name of the book is For the Love of My Bike. Yes. Tell us more about it. Well, it's um, it's actually a, a project I did with a friend of mine who is a designer for bicycles. And he asked me if I can do a book with him. And then we were thinking what to do. And uh, one time I, I was riding with my friends. And afterwards, we take two uh, six pictures of, of us, uh, just portraits. And I put it on Instagram. And um, then he said, yeah, that's it. We have to do that. So now I have a book full of portraits of people just after riding their bikes. And it's, um, it's really good to see the emotion in their eyes, the love of the bike in their eyes. And, and it's, um, you can see a lot just uh, on their faces. And it's a book, a book about cycling without any bicycle in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I really loved it. And because I was checking around some pictures and, and everything, I really like the thing. I really love the thing that you just said. These are portraits, photos of people after riding. Because I believe that could be easier at a certain point to be happy, to be proud of start riding your bicycle at the beginning of your ride, at the beginning of your race. But still, all the cyclists... All the cyclists that you actually took picture of and all of us that were really passionate on the bicycle, probably we are happier at the end of our ride than at the beginning. And it's not just a matter of hormones or endorphins or whatever. It's just that exactly the title says this, the love of my bike. Yes. The adventure that you can get there. Yes. And, and it's hard to explain because... Uh, like uh, this December, I did a 270-kilometer ride. It was way too far for my uh, condition. It was raining. It was four degrees. Wow. But it was an amazing ride and an amazing experience with the people who we did it with. And and if you tell to somebody who is not riding the bike that it, that's fun to do, then they cannot understand. And I think that's is the essence of the book and it's in the pictures yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah really i can see the faces of these guys here these people over there and uh, yeah you can really see the spirit and the insanity that we have in our blood to do all these kilometers you were mentioning 270 kilometers yes. right in the cold or climbing super extreme mountains or doing i don't know 200 miles like the dirty cancer that was this weekend 200 miles in the middle of nowhere in gravel roads and still at the end everybody was just finishing with a big huge smile in their face maybe in pain yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah um do you want to tell us more something like if you're doing further presentations of the book or where people can find your book and where they can buy it i'm gonna put as i was saying anyways the the, the links below but yes you can buy it at the at the, the bike uh, company i i work together with to, to create it it's the ras it's mm -hmm. called you will put down the link eh? yeah. yeah 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 and um um yes i i will do some um some presentations of the book but mostly probably mostly in holland okay. i will come to berlin if anybody asks me to come over to present the book 
that's fine. I love Berlin, so that's uh, <laughs> okay, a, cool. a nice place to be. Yeah, I can actually talk maybe here with some people. Even though I'm not, I'm not gonna be here in Berlin for a long time. I'm moving to another country, another city at the end of June. I'm gonna move to Zurich. Oh, okay. okay. So also nice. Also just nice. because, yeah, exactly. It's just because for the love of the mountains in that way. Still for the yes, love of yes, my... I understand. <laughs> yeah, you know, you cannot really because of my job and whatever. I cannot really move too much on. Uh, on finding around some good climbs, so I need to have a base camp in a place where there are mountains around. I thought that Zurich would be a good idea. But anyways, maybe we can arrange something here in Berlin. It would be super, super cool. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I want to make you the ask you the last question. I was checking, as I was saying, um, your portraits on your book, and actually the thing that you write underneath of your portraits, or the portrait of the people that you took picture of, um, there was actually the name and the bicycle they're riding, the brand of the bicycle they're riding. I want to make yeah. something a bit more complete of you, just to leave us with this kind of small presentation. Your name, we know it, Leon Van Bon. And then your bicycle, the bicycle, I don't know, here you can decide because you just told me that you have a lot of bicycles that you are testing super often, but just maybe decide the one that you like the most or the one that you're riding right now, you can decide. Well, well, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm not even... Um... Well, the bike I own is a Conago, but it's from 2007, the the year I was riding with uh, Rabobank. Yeah. And um, so it's pretty old already. And then I have okay. another steel bike I weld myself. So I was building it totally from scratch, and I've made the also the frame. Also, the, yeah, just the frame. So I was ah, really uh, cutting the tubes and and uh, wow. Yeah, it was really nice, uh, nice thing to do. Okay, okay. And this is a road bike. That's a road bike. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. And but it's it's uh, really cool for riding. But most of the times I ride the test bike because I have uh, I have every month a new bike and I maybe I ride my own bike maximum five times a year. Okay, but it's it usually is your own bicycle or the Colnago, the ones that you yes. Yes. Okay, 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 okay. So, typology of cycle. Ah, no, okay. Camera, camera with whom we are shooting, if you can tell us. I don't know. Yes, I, I'm shooting with Canon, and um, I have a 5D Mark IV and a 1DX Mark II. So, you are a Canonist. Okay. Yes. The point. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, typology of cyclists, we said already, I really like your definition. A classic, classic rider. Yes. And uh, just to take out all the spirits out of you, uh, your cycling passion, what's, what is actually that pushes you in the morning, maybe when it's raining or when it's cold, or even when you have to climb a huge mountain, it's bloody hot. What pushes you to ride usually? Uh, at this time, I think uh, challenges pushes me and friendships. Okay, which kind of challenges? Well, like, Tell me the last like challenge said, that you got. The, the one in the rain in 27th of December was a big challenge to ride that. Mm -hmm. And then then I will do it. If you if I have to I have time to think about it and nobody's there and I have to do it alone, I will never do it. Okay. I don't like to do it uh, stuff like that in the rain and it's not something I really like to start but when i'm finished i'm happy that i did it okay no i have the same i have the same feeling i really like challenges and on the other side i really need somebody to ride with to go out from my bed and say okay i have to do it yes 
I can do, I can train also by myself. I'm doing it super often. But on the other side, really the social part of cycling is the part that I like the most. That's why I got friend with Mirko that actually put us in contact. Yes. And with all the people that I know now here in Berlin, just because riding together is better. Nothing to say. Yes, exactly. Can you tell us which one is going to be your next challenge? You were talking about challenges. Well, I'm I'm uh, doing the the Mont Ventoux in uh, this month, and um, I'm I'm doing that with Swift Company, the the online cycling game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I work for them as uh, as well, and um, they like to do it three times from uh, three sides, and I'm I'm not sure I'm gonna do it, but uh, we're gonna be there, so that's gonna Amazing. be fun. When is it gonna be? Uh, the 26th of June. Okay, 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 okay. Wow. I'm gonna follow you in all your social media to try to understand what is going on there. Yes, you should. Amazing. Okay. So thanks a lot, Leon. I'm, I'm gonna put, I was talking about social media. We were talking about the company and the website where people can buy your book. We were talking about the magazines that we are working for and also about Swift or whatever. I'm gonna put all the links down below. So we are gonna follow you, me and my audience really closely to your adventure. And also for sure on all the pictures, all the photos that you are put, put, you will put in uh, Instagram and the social media during the Tour de France. Yes. So it was a pleasure to talk with you. We are going to follow you super, super close and good luck. Okay, thank you for having me. No, it's really, it was really, really a pleasure. And talk to you soon. And thanks a lot, Leon. It was a big pleasure to have you here. And for sure, maybe we can organize something to talk to you again. Because you gave me really a huge push. Probably it's also because I'm a bit stressed that I'm not riding the bicycle. But also because your spirit is huge, man. Continue doing what you are doing. Every link that we mentioned is in the description below. And you can find also every kind of more description on my social media. Instagram.com slash CalamaroCC. That's my email. See, it's my email. That's my Instagram account. Twitter.com slash ReadCalamaro. That's my Twitter account. Facebook.com slash CalamaroCC. Facebook. Hello at Calamaro.cc. That's my email. And podcast, Apple Podcasts. Go on Broomvegan and smash the subscribe button and share it with your friends. Please, maybe with some friends that are uh, photography lover. And you can also go to Spreaker if you are an Android user. Spreaker.com slash ListenCalamaro. Share this link to your friends and to your Facebook, as everybody is doing there outside. I've seen some people doing it on Twitter last week. Thanks to Isador. Thanks to Wahoo. Thanks you, guys. I will talk to you next week. And bye.